just want to greet the church this morning in the name of Jesus. I know you are well. I can't ask you. <laughs> I can't ask you how are you, but I know that you are well. Uh, we, are, we, are, we are talking about the authority of the child of God this morning. <laughs> the authority of the child of God. We're going to be preaching about the authority that you have as the child of God. And that's what the Bible tells us, that you do have an authority. Child of God, there is an authority that God has vested in your life. There is an authority that you have been called to walk in. That's what we're talking about this, this morning. Shall you close eyes together with me and just let's allow God uh, to... to, to anoint his word to our hearts. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom is the king of glory, Jesus, who was born of a virgin, Mary, who lived as man, laying aside him being God, but taking the nature and the form and the likeness of being man, limiting all his glory to man, living as man in this world, to seek and to find that which was lost. And Jesus who hung on the cross, Jesus who died for our sin, who died in our place, was buried. Jesus who was buried for three days, on the third day who resurrected and who ascended into the heavens, who sits enthroned now in the majesty as our great high priest of our confession, Jesus whom is the advocate of the church, Jesus who became the head of the church of which we are the members. Father, we pray this morning that as we acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ, May you anoint your word to our understanding. Anoint your word to our hearing. Anoint your word, O oh God, Father, to come with its power. May your word work in us. May your word, O oh God, Father, strengthen us. May your word live in us in its power. Your word in the Bible says it is sharper than any double-edged sword. Your word is described as the sword, O oh God, Father, in our hands, double-edged sword. Father, your word, O oh God, Father, has got power. It's living. It's effective. It is powerful. May it be effective in us to make us effective. In the mighty name of Jesus, enlighten the eyes of our understanding that we may know the hope of our calling, that we may know, O oh God, Father, these great, glorious riches and glorious might and the power of God that is made available to us in the mighty name of Jesus. May we all say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Enjoy the presence of God in the word of his power. Amen. We've got a few minutes to, to, to do the preaching before we go home. Um, I just want to basically take us through a number of scriptures into something that is going to prove 
The Bible says, let the matter be established at two or three witnesses. A matter cannot just be established by one person coming. We need to find evidence. A, a judgment cannot be made on a person where there is no evidence, where there is no scrutiny, where there is no check and the admittance of the, of the guilt. Amen. That's the legal system of this world. So in the same way, God, he gives witness every time to whatever that he says. God simply says, actually, do not believe every other spirit. But it says it is your responsibility, child of God, to test every spirit. You need to just scrutinize every spirit. We don't just believe. God simply gives you the right to say, actually, test me and try me. You know? God is not imposing himself to simply say, he says, this is the case. He does not hide anything. He brings it there for you to see and for you to believe. God is a gentle God. Amen. And yet tougher by his spirit. The Holy Spirit is very, very gentle. You can grieve him. You can quench him. But he's mightily forceful also. And but he does not force himself in us when he works with us. Amen. Can we read this morning into the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Luke 10 19. This one I, I wanted to just fix your eyes onto it. Because the rest of the others I'm going to try and run through. You know, for us to understand. Are you still enjoying the presence of God? Is there some joy that is rising in you, in your heart this morning? It says in Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Behold, I give you authority. You know, I, I love one thing about God. The Bible says, men of God, women of God, be Hold. You know that verse simply says it starts before it even say other things. It says born. It says look. It says low. You know it says look. You know pay attention to this because this thing it needs the eyes of a human being. This thing it wants you to have perception to perceive it. This thing wants you to open the eyes and look, you know. And God, in most of the times, the word behold, when it is used, <laughs> there is something of power. There is something of the supernatural, of the, you know, the sequence of the waking of God, when it is used. The Bible would say, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. The Bible would say, behold, a virgin will, you, you know, will be found to, to, to have a child. You know, behold, when it comes with these things, our eyes of the understanding have to be enlightened. Amen? 
The Bible says actually Paul which was he was praying for when he was praying for the church of Ephesus as he write down that prayer. One of the things he says I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened so that you may understand and know perceive these things. Without our eyes under, you know, being opened we cannot see that. The Bible says even the God of this world is talking about the devil. It says he blinded their eyes. But God says in the book of Revelation, take you know, take salve from me. Put it on your eyes so that you may see. The Bible says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. Some of the work that he is to do is to open the eyes of the blind. Jesus says, in darkness, the devil, he raises leaders. He says, those leaders are the blind that are leading blinds. But God wants you and me to see. God wants me and you to look upon Jesus. Why would the Bible say look upon Jesus whom is the author and the finisher of your faith or our faith? But we need to look at that. Amen. Are your eyes open? What is it that Jesus wants the disciples to look at? He says, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. The Bible says you have been given authority. People who are not looking at the scriptures, people who are not seeing this thing, they don't believe that they do have the authority. But the Bible says, you have the authority and the enemy has got the power. You have the authority. Authority is the right to exercise power. Authority is the right that you have, the privilege you have to dominate. You have been given all the rights. <laughs> you have been given all the rights. You have been given the exousia. That's the, the Greek word for authority. As the child of God. Can I have you confess that you have authority this morning? Can I have you confess that you are in authority? For that's what the word of God says. Amen. And, and, and the Bible says authority it's something that puts you over. It says, I've given you authority over, not under, above. I love God. Amen. Your authority is above. And it says, all the power of the enemy. And when the Bible says all, all of the power, all the power of the enemy, not some power of the enemy. Your authority is over all the power of the enemy. If the, end, the power of the enemy is sickness, your authority is over the power of sickness. If the, if, if the power of the enemy, it is sin, 
your authority is over the power of the enemy. If the, if the power of the enemy is demonic possession, oppression, suppression, or infliction, your authority is above all those things. That's what the Bible says. And it says nothing shall by any means harm you or hurt you. Amen. And power is the strength. When it talks about the power that you have been given, that you have, you've got the, the right to, to just, you know, dominate, the right to use, the right to live in the power, you know, the power in itself, it is to dominate. You know, when you are, when, when you are dominating, it does not matter what is happening in the, you know, from the opponent. When the team when Orlando Pirates is dominating, you know, it is, it is, you know, there is, you, you, you see, they take over. It does not matter what that team is doing. You know, they would take over, they would score goals, and they would, you know, actually, they would even have, the, you know, the ball possession also is to their favor. When they dominate. <laughs> Chiefs are the champions, you know. Yes. I mean the, the Kaiser Chiefs are the champions. So so and 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 never underestimate the power of the champions, eh? Yes. The Bible says <laughs> we are far above all principality and authority and power and dominion of every name that is named on 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 you know only not only in this world but also in the one that is to come that's Ephesians chapter 1 verse 21 and it says Jesus or God has raised us up together with Christ and he made us to sit you know in the heavenly uh, places together with Christ Jesus that Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 is something that we dwelt on in the series of the you know uh, the Pastor Motepe has been taking us through this for us to be able to see this if you are not opening your eyes you will never no, though the information is available, that you are actually sitting in the heavenly places. That's the positional truth, and the positional truth is something that God wants us to regard ourselves in it. Amen. I know there's the experiential truth, but the Bible talks about the positional. If the Bible says I am seated there, it's my position. If the Bible says I am in Christ, it is my position. And the Bible would say, now we no longer regard people in the flesh. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Not part of him is a new creation. It says he. It's more like your whole being is a new creation. And it says, regard yourself that way. Because the days of ignorance, God has overlooked. My people are perishing for the lack of knowledge. And knowledge is always available. But they don't pay attention to it. And if you're not paying attention to the knowledge that God gives about you, you are going to be dominated by the enemy. The Bible was saying these people are going to perish because they have not paid attention to God. What is rightfully theirs? It's their God and it's their Father. Amen. Authority is for us. Whether we know it or we don't know it. 
Authority is given to every born again believer. Whether you act on it now or you're not acting on it. But it is yours. God liberally gives without finding fault. Whatever that God gives, he does not draw it back. God just releases it. The Bible says that is nature. He does not give Adam authority and after he takes it back. He still leaves it. You know, even when the devil has come and has stolen it, I'm just going ahead of myself a little bit. But God does not simply say, no, 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 I'm taking it to the devil. I put it back to him without following the right ways. Because he does not contradict himself. It says, even though you can be faithless, God will remain faithful. Amen. Here's he, he he the thing. The devil doesn't, does not want you to know that you do have the authority. The devil doesn't want to. He is going to fight you. He fought Jesus Christ on his authority. And even you, when you start talking with, you know, about the authority that you have, when you start confessing these things, when you start preaching about the authority, the devil will fight you. He would want to stop you to make you never to mention that. With opposition, with everything that would come against your life. Even with the people, people are going to discourage you. Because they wanted to even discourage the apostles. The men who have been walking with Jesus. But they were challenged on the fact that, you know, they, were, they believed in the authority that they were given. But, but, but if you know your authority, the devil is in trouble. Amen. Because John chapter 8 verse 31 and 32 it says, Then Jesus said to those, to those Jews who believed him. Jesus was not talking to the people who were not believing. It says they were the Jews. But they were part of the Jews who believed in Jesus Christ. And he's speaking to them. And when he speaks, he says, Jesus said, If you who believe, in my, in, you know, who are the believer? If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. The subject is to use you. You abide by the word. You abiding by the word. Sticking closer to the word. Sticking on the side of the word. The word of God, when it says this thing, you put yourself into it. When you meditate upon what God is saying to you, when you believe this thing, when you speak it, you know, when you pay your attention to it, it says you are going to know the truth and the truth that you know is going to set you free because freedom is already given. Amen. Galatians 5 verse 1, it says, Stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. <laughs> it says, Stand fast, my sister. It says, Wait, hang on there, my brother. In the freedom, in the liberty that God has set us free in. If you are not standing your ground in this authority, if you are not putting your feet in this authority, if you are not putting your feet under this authority, it, it will be taken away from you. God has given us the authority and the freedom. It is our duty to guard it up. Amen. It is our duty to make sure that we remain in it. It says, 
It says, by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. It is possible to entangle yourself with the, with the, with, with, with the yoke of bondage. It is possible to come under bondage again. Even though you have been made free. You have been made free by Christ Jesus through faith. Not by works. The righteousness of God. By faith in the work that Jesus has come and he has brought to, to accomplish. God has made you free. It is your responsibility to guard the freedom. There's the yoke of bondage that is waiting for you. There's the yoke of bondage that wants to, to just still come and be on your neck. There's the yoke of bondage in the teachings that would want to come and dilute the freedom message of God. There's the yoke of bondage that would want to steal away the freedom from your life. There's the yoke of bondage that comes from the devil that wants to put the church again. Even the fear of man, even the fear of failure, even the fear of any kind, the fear of the unknown, the fear of the things, you know, that would want to come and steal your faith. But it says, guard it. Take your stand right there in Jesus' name. Because God said in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22, And he, God, put all things under his, is talking about Jesus, Jesus' feet and gave him, that is Jesus, to be head over all things and to the church. Jesus has got authority. Many of us here, we are not struggling about Jesus, the fact that Jesus is the king. We're not struggling even about, you know, acknowledging and speaking of Jesus having authority. But we are struggling with the fact that the Bible says we also are the kings. The struggle of the church, the church struggles with the fact that, you know, you do have authority. It's easy to say God, Jesus has got authority, but not you. But it says everything. Headship of Jesus. Authority of Jesus. You know, the fact that he is the head and you are the body. In this world, the head is not the one that is operating. Jesus, God operates in this world through you and me. If we are the members of the body of Jesus Christ, we are the ones that are making Iran's in this world. If we are the members or we are the body of Jesus Christ, the body is the one that has got the hands and the feet. If we are the body of Jesus Christ, the Bible says he put all things under his feet, which is to the church. And the church is you. All, everything is put under our feet. And anything then is talking about authority. It's talking about the right. It's talking about the power. To, to just exercise. The church has got power. Don't play against the church. The church is dangerous. The church of Jesus Christ is so dangerous. Look at this. Look at this. Let's go together to the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. And it says, I'll read it. I'll read it. We don't have time. And it says to the, in, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities, powers and heaven in the heavenly places. The wisdom of God. God is all wise. God need not to learn anything. God is so sufficient in his knowledge and his wisdom. The Bible says his wisdom has got multifacetedness. You cannot end the wisdom of God. 
born and you cannot beat God. You know, God is he's even beyond. If technology beats your mind, <laughs> that no, that does not come closer to them to the wisdom of God. If mathematics, you think mathematical things, calculations and things are just a mystery. Lord, look, they don't come close to the wisdom of God. God knew these things. We are discovering even formulas today. We are still going to discover new great technologies, but they are not beyond God. He has given us that ability, that, that wisdom, that, you know, that skill. He has given it to men and men are still going to discover. I love the times that we're living in. It's so easy. It is so nice. It is so powerful. We have good systems in this world. But they come from God. The wisdom has been given to men. Had men yielded to the wisdom of God, then, you know, in the whatever centuries that have passed, I tell you, the things that we are in here, they would be walking and living in them. But there are still others. But it says the wisdom of God is for us. The church has been chosen to just demonstrate this wisdom to the principalities. Principalities, it even talks about the ranks of authority in the kingdom of darkness. It says we are to demonstrate the wisdom of God. Demonstrate the power of God. Demonstrate the ability of God to these beings, to these kingdoms. You know, we are the ones, not God demonstrating them through angels, but through the church, through me and you here in this world. Because of he has given us authority. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I ask that you stand on your feet? In the name of Jesus. The Bible says on your feet, you must put the preparedness you know, the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Amen. It says in your hands, in your hands, you've got, how many hands do you have? A normal person has got two hands. In one hand, you need to lift the shield of faith. With which you are going to quench every flying arrow, every flaming arrow. Of the enemy, you are going to quench them and make them ineffective. On the other hand, you need to be having the sword of the spirit. And that is the word of God. And slice and cut and defend and do everything with the word of God in your hands. Amen. Let me simply say as you are standing. In the beginning, God gave man authority. God gave men, Adam and Eve, authority and the power to dominate and to rule, to subdue, to do everything, to name things. And they become, to walk with God, to even, you know, uh, to stretch the boundaries, to fill the earth, subdue the earth with the authority, with powerful things, with dominion over everything. And man, through the temptation of the devil to Eve and Adam, you know, man lost the authority. The Bible says Eve was deceived. Do you know the devil would deceive you to steal your authority? She was deceived. When the devil asked questions, she knew, she quoted the word of God. What God has said. And that was still exercising authority against the devil. Even she went to an extent of adding to simply say, God said we can eat of every tree. But of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, we should not eat it. And she adds, he says, even touching it, we should not touch. But God has not said that. But even if she said that, 
she was still in control. Deception came when she was even shown. It says when she started to see now. You see, she was no longer exercising the realm of the spirit. She was using her mind. It says when she saw that the fruit was, you know, it was actually it was looking to be good for food. And that's when, you know, the devil talked and he even tempted her about the fact that God knows that you will be like him. Didn't God make man in his likeness in the beginning? Didn't God make them, you know, to say, we are, let's make men in our image. They were like him. They had the likeness. But you see, the devil twisted the truth. He says, God does not want you to be like him. He made her to doubt the word of God. He made her not to believe what God is saying. God was saying, you are like me. The devil said, no, 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 no. Look at yourself. You're not like him. The same way. The same way. The strategy has not changed. Man lost the authority. Eve was deceived. Adam was in transgression because God talked to him directly. He disobeyed and lost the authority. But the man, Jesus Christ, came to regain the authority. The Bible says Jesus came as a man because of men lost it illegally and men had to come and gain it back righteously. Not in the seed of Adam. That is why Jesus was birthed by a virgin. Not in the natural way of men, you know, coming together in the sexual union to conceive. But it was the seed of God. But the womb of a woman did carry him because he had to be legal child in this world through birth. Jesus regained the authority for us. In Matthew 28, he says, Behold, he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he immediately delegated. He says, Now go into all the world and preach. Exercise authority. In Mark, he says, he, You know, cast out demons with my authority, with my name. Heal the sick, you know, cleanse the lepers freely. You have given freely. I, I have given it to you. And he says, Lo, I am with you until to the end of the age. We shall never lose this authority again. Mankind, the devil cannot take it again because it is the shed. The devil could not take it from Jesus. And we are sharing it with Jesus. It's an eternal authority that we have in God. Amen. It is just there eternally. You can tap into it. You can believe God. You can walk in that authority. Amen. The reason I asked you to, uh, to stand up on your, your feet is that we may make a declaration of prayer this morning. Amen. Go and exercise the authority of God. Start, start facing the storms against your life. Stand up. You've got the right to the name of Jesus. You've got the right to the word of God. You've got the right to the Holy Spirit. You've got the right to Christ. Go exercise your authority. It is yours. It's given to you. Shall we close our eyes?